Hey everyone, welcome to My Body Talk Show. I am Celia. If you're a newbie, welcome to My Body Talk Show. And if you're regular, welcome back. Um, the title of this episode is very different to what we normally talk about, uh, but it's definitely something that I believe should be spoken more about because it would help a lot of women out there. And the topic is um, domestic violence. So keep watching. Welcome Anna, welcome to My Body Talk Show. How are you? I'm fine, happy to be here, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, I'm very good, you're nervous. <laughs> a little bit, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Um, it's okay. So before we start the episode, introduce yourself to the audience. Um, my name is Anna Lopez. Um, I am a asylum seeker literally from Colombia. I've been living here for a few years and at the moment I'm and aspiring to be a prison officer, wow. um, but I'm a sales clerk at the moment. But mm -hmm. yeah, aspiring to be a prison officer at the moment. Well, that's a big change. Yeah, it's massive. It? What but made you want to be? Um, where with my sort of in the past with my relationship with with men and whatnot and what mm. have you, um, I sort of and not with dealing with these type of men as well, not just family wise, but in relationship wise. Um, I really do believe in the rehabilitation and I want to be a part of that. I want to be able mm -hmm. to be a part of um, someone's life and, and the change that they present in their life. I want to, I wanna, yeah, make basically want to do that. Yeah, make yeah. a difference in the community. Mm -hmm. And um, obviously not, you can't change the world, but if I can help at least one person mm -hmm. change their mindset and their way of thinking, I think, yeah, that I would, I would feel quite happy with myself. I love that, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So that leads to why we brought you on today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for those who are new to the show, basically um, My Body Talk Show is all about empower women empowerment. So we talk about anything that would that we that we believe would empower women. So, and we want to talk about your story. And yeah. so we met only like last week. Yeah, yeah. And it basically we just clicked and you just, yeah, 100%, yeah. and you just yeah. told me your story and it was like, you have to, we both said you have to come <laughs> on. Come on the podcast. <laughs> um, so, and it's, it's not the usual type of things that we talk about, as in the tone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is quite deep. Yeah, yeah. So, so guys, be prepared. <laughs> but um, but thank you so much for sharing. No, no, so it's a pleasure. Yeah. So pleasure. Take it away, like from wherever you want to start. Yeah. From the um, beginning. I think because um, the main thing is like you know your, the relationships and where like sort of men lie in, in terms of your self-esteem and what have you and I think um, from for me when I was in Colombia um, you know my, my dad um, I'm just gonna start from like yeah. that point because mm -hmm. it, it all adds into it um, my dad like was in love with my mom they decided to have me but he you know he flew to America um, to make money yeah obviously when he was there he got you know, caught up um, in the system, mm -hmm. was put into prison for more laundering of other conspiracies, and he was locked up for for a while. Um, whilst back in Colombia, um, there was a lot of things going on. There was not a civil war, but it was you know the war on drugs and what have you. Right. Um, so within that, um, you know, some of my family members not not caught up within the actual um, trade or anything like that, mm -hmm. but it was more like caught up in the violence. And I had my uncle who was. Um, someone like he was my father figure he was killed like he was murdered so we had to pick up all our stuff um, and basically come come over to to England so now how old were you I was about five years old oh. so I was introduced to death like the 
the narrative of death and what death was at quite a young age. Yeah. Um, and it was quite, it was, it was painful. It was something that, you know, and no one that age should really yeah. be going through, right? Um, then when we got here, um, you know, because we didn't, we didn't really have, um, we, you know, we didn't have national insurances. We were asylum seekers. We didn't have anything to work with. My uncle and my, my brother didn't end up getting into a bit of trouble mm -hmm. uh, where they ended up in prison. So now again, now I've got another main male person in my life in prison. Um, and my brother was like, became a dad figure because he had to take over, you know, for my yeah. uncles and oh, stuff. How much? What's the age difference? Um, 10 years. Okay. But my brother has always been my protector. You are. Yeah, yeah, that man has always been my protector. So, um, yeah, like ha having him in and out of prison and where I didn't have my dad you know the person that I did see as my dad was killed then we had to run away from Colombia and come to England my uncle and my, my, my brother were both in prison so this is something that I continuously like my relationships with men I just felt like any time I had someone who was close to me mm. um, were taken away and all of those I think going through all of that is the reason why I ended up in certain situations um, later on in my life where it was like I was looking for a father figure and I was looking for a father figure in, within toxic men and even though my, my brother and my uncles they weren't toxic men they led toxic lives but sometimes you couldn't you can't you can't make take the you know you can't make the difference like even though they do bad things it doesn't necessarily mean that they're bad people yeah if you know what I mean mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so then you know later on um, when I was 14, now we're going into yeah. that bit, but I have to explain exactly yeah. where my issue with men came from. Yeah. And it came from directly the men in my family, where I saw them, that they were a certain way, and I thought that all men had to be that way. Mm -hmm. And that was the men that I went for. So As in all men... Have, yeah, to... like be tough, masculine, right. you know, they weren't allowed to mm. show feelings. They, you know, sometimes things happen, you know, yeah. they had to die, yeah. you know, like... Not had to die, but yeah. you know, they, they can be put in, in the fronts where they... That, that's something that, that could happen. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, so when I was 14, now we're going into the deeper part, um, I had a lot of self-esteem issues because I think when you grow up without a father, you don't know a, you don't know a type of love where they don't look at you sexually. And even though I had my brothers and my uncle, I never had them around long enough to be able to have that type of unconditional love or that love that doesn't look at you in a sexual way. So I ended up um, meeting someone who, at the time I was 14, he was 20. Mm. Um, and, you know, some, sometimes you don't think it's grooming, but it, it is, it is. Um, and he ended up, um, well, I, I ended up being a, a victim of, of rape. Um, and um, a lot of it, I think, was because I had, I had a low self-esteem mm. and um, I was an easy prey. I was in easy prey because there was no real male dominance around. There was no real mm -hmm. masculine energy. And I was sort of um, looking for this love, you know, really wanting this love. Um, but he, you know, he had tricked me. Um, he had said, oh, you know, I, I forgot, I forgot something back at the house. Do you yeah. want to come back with me? And, yeah. and then it sort of all went, I was, I won't get into it um, on here because it, it's, it's a bit yeah, gritty. No, cool. um, and then I just, what I remember from him, what I took from when, after that happened, obviously, I, I, I was disgusted. I felt mm -hmm. disgusted with myself. I didn't know who I was. I felt mm -hmm. like, I didn't know if, 
if I deserved it, if it was something that maybe it was me, mm. and I used to, and I used to always think to myself, no, it's it's definitely something to do with me because why would he do this to me? Mm. Why would he do that to me? And I remember him saying to me, he said, oh, you know, girls that look like you are always going to get this type of treatment. Don't ever think that you're special. <sighs> yeah. So now I grew up with that for a very very long time. After that happened. Um, I tried to commit suicide. I ended up in a in a mental unit um, because it got to a point where I could I could feel him on my skin, um, and I I couldn't not feel him on my skin. And um, can I just ask? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the incident, obviously yeah. you have to go into details, but like at the time it happened, was it you knew it was rape, or it was after you knew it was rape? No, I knew. You okay? I knew. Okay. I knew once he locked that door. Yeah, I knew. Okay, and. The thing is, you know, with women, right, we think that um, sometimes we're strong enough to, f you know, sometimes, because I grew up being quite, you know, mm. fighting everyone sort of thing, yeah. and you think sometimes you couldn't, and you, when, um, when, a, when a man holds, you know, you down, like, you know, there's no, um, there's no, there's no, there's no amount of force. Yeah. Um, and it was really painful, like, there was no, no amount of force, but it was sort of a thing where... I had to, yeah. It was it was weird. It was it was it was a time in my life where I just thought to myself, like, do you know what? It it, it probably happens. I'm probably a bad person. I'm, I, you know, I probably, if all the men in my life have never been around, it's I'm probably the reason why. Mm. Um, I've never been able to have like that connection with anyone. And like I said, where he, where he said that to me, I thought, do you know what? Instead of letting it get to me, I'm gonna use sex as a tool. I'm going to use it as a tool and I'm never going to connect with anyone. I'm never going to let anyone have me spiritually. I'm never going to let anyone have my mind or have my heart. I'm never going to love anyone. But I'm going to make sure that when I do this act, mm. I'm going to be the I'm going to give them, you know, yeah. something to be like, "Oh my god, this girl." Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um because I had to find a way to I wouldn't say empower myself. Yeah. But I had to find a way to not feel it for what it was. And it took me a lot. I think it, I, I, I got over it at 22. Wow, that was a long time. It took me a long time. And then I just went through cases of, of, of the same men, meeting the same men and the same person. Um, you know, some, sometimes um, it got to the point where I'd be in situations with men and I would say yes because I thought I'd get raped. So it's like, you, you'd sign up for the rape, but I don't know, I know this is going to sound crazy, I know this is going to sound crazy, but it's like, I thought if I said no, or if I put up a fight, mm. it was going to happen again. So I had to find a way to make it, in my mind, that it was something that I wanted. That, so you're basically trying to almost like brainwash yourself thinking it is not rape. It's not rape. It is, no, I've consented yeah. to this. It's not right. because I knew that either way. Sorry. I felt that it would. <laughs> I felt that it would. It would happen, and um, it took me a long time to come out of that type of mentality where it was like, no, this is wrong. Do you know what I mean? Um, then yeah, going going through all that, um, I met my so you, first oh, sorry, yeah, so you yep. were, oh you were you were about to say that my first baby father so that's my say so first relate my, my first um no he wasn't my i had a, i had a relationship basically yeah like when i was like 15 mm. um and he kind of took me out of of um 
and he protected me a lot from the guy that did mm. what he did to me because they yeah. they knew about it. Um, and he was he was really good to me. Like he wasn't like heavy on me or mm. anything. But I just I just couldn't connect and love anyone. Mm. I couldn't connect and love anyone. Was he loving? Yeah, he was, mm. and he was really patient, and he really understood. And even when I tried to commit suicide, he was really upset. Mm. Um, he, but he, I just felt like no one understood. No one really got it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was, like, he was lovely. I can't say anything about William. He was, he was, yeah, he was lovely. Yeah. But I just, I just didn't have that perception. I just thought, oh, they're all lovely yeah. until you say no. Mm. That's that was what I thought. Um, then obviously that's the life I was living for a while, and then um, I had met my first my first child's dad. Um, Shailen's dad mm-hmm. um, and that wasn't anything How old were really you? serious I was 18 okay. um, and I got pregnant obviously I got pregnant mm-hmm. um, and it was just it was just weird because I had always had this um, this situation with men and God decided to give me a son and it was hard to deal with because at first when I I, I wouldn't say I had like prenatal depression I don't think it was that I just I was so scared of getting close to my son because I thought at some point he'd get taken away from me like every other man that I've tried to love this way and it was so weird because it was like no matter how ugly I was or how ugly the mess I was my son just loves me of course like he just loves me and I never had that and I thought I thought oh this is great like finally I've got the love that I've been searching for my whole life and I just don't know how to connect. I don't know how to allow myself to like bring those walls down and and love him mm-hmm. because if I do, he might go, he might get taken. So, you know, that created a lot of like I, I parented the best way that I could always, mm-hmm. um, but it was always like a like he, you know, if you love him yeah. too much, God might, you know what I mean? Is that you might. Have- get that experience again yeah so you don't want to you're almost like protecting yourself from getting hurt again 100 yeah i just didn't want that and i didn't want him to be taken away from me because i had finally got the love i had so desperately wanted Mm. um from my son he's amazing by the way how old is he he's 13 but he's he's, shailen is really really amazing um he's a really amazing little kid and then, um, obviously, um, things didn't really work out with my son's dad. Mm. Um, and he wasn't horrible. He was never uh, violent. Um, he, he was never, um, abu- you know, he, we were just going through the things that, baby, like, you know, mums and dads go through, yeah. just bickering and just... But he was never um, he was never an awful person. I can't say that he was. He was horrible to me. Mm. Um, you do things to each other. When you're, when you're toxic, yeah. I was toxic. I'm not yeah. going to sit here and be like, oh, my God, damsel in the stress. No, like but things just didn't work they didn't, they weren't going to work for us um and then that leads on to later on you know i was still dealing with all of these you know i'm i'm, I'm 19 now mm. but i'm still dealing with the rape i'm still dealing with my dad you know not knowing my dad and and my dad being in prison and my uncle's being murdered and having to go in and out of prisons with my brother and my uncle and mm. you know and even my, my my cousins everyone was on road everyone was just doing just stupidness, you know what I mean? Mm. Everyone was just so, I was all going through that and I was just a lone soldier. I was a lone woman yeah. doing masculine things just yeah. on my ones. And um, 
just one day I was with my friends and I come across my daughter's dad. Mm. And um, I remember the first time I see him, I was in love with him from the first moment mm. I saw him. Um, and when we started talking... How did he, you meet him? I met him through a friend. Okay. So imagine I went to pick up. <laughs> and then he was there with, um, he was just there. Yeah. And he had a tag on and everything. He was in a grey tracky, like proper, mm. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he was, he was, he was, you know, he was there. And I just fell in love with him. Mm. I just liked the way he looked. I'm not going to lie. And he was so funny. I just thought he was, oh, this guy, like, so charismatic. Like, he's so funny. Yeah. But I was quite quiet and quite laid back type person but I always looked at him and it was like a curious cat I just felt mm -hmm. like a cute I was like oh well, who's this like mm -hmm. oh he's funny like like who is he yeah and then when I got to know him um I got to know him a little bit more um he told me about his story you know he told me he's lost you know he lost his mum when he was two years old um I don't want to go into too, yeah. too much because his personal stuff mm -hmm. like but he lost his mum when he was two and you know he never really had um like an upbringing bringing where he had a woman's love and then that's when I thought, oh my God, he's genuinely battling with the same demon that I've been battling with. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? He's he's never had the love of a woman. I've never had the love of a man. Yeah. And at that point, I said, I can give him that love because I know that this is something that I've so badly wanted. I can give this to him. I can I can do this. Do you know what I mean? Do you know why I'm smiling? Because mm. I hear this all the time. Like women, or not even just women, just men in general as well. People who've gone through traumas, like yeah. um, that, never had that love. They want to give love. Yeah, they are so giving. And then when they hear someone that's also is lacking and looking for that love, you're like, yeah, it brightens. It you you want to be like, I'm the one. I want to change them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like. But then, this goes down to also like. Life's beautiful that you want to give love, but also, but I think we sometimes we forget that. We can give love, but we also need to receive love. Receive and, love as yeah, well. Yeah, and then yeah, we just—it's yeah. also that inner work. It's almost because you give love, it makes you feel good. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. almost like um, a love language to yourself. Yep, yep, yep. Giving love to someone, and but it's—I don't know how to lead on to this, but basically, like you got to love yourself first. First, yeah, yeah, yeah. Heal yourself first, first, and then be able to give that true unconditional love exactly. to the yeah, other you do. person. And, and yeah, yeah, that's yeah. no, true. It's yeah. true. With, but with him, mm. I've got to say, he was at the stage that I was, mm. where he didn't want to connect with no one, mm. and he was ready to sabotage. So imagine, I thought I had found the person I can now, I can now connect. Yeah. So imagine all of these years I've gone without connecting. I've gone with never allowing myself to get close to someone. I meet him. We've got similar stories, mm. and now I'm like, forget everything that I knew. I want to I, I wanna connect with this person. I've been able to connect, but he's got my trauma. But he was in my stage of life that mm. I was in years back, where he felt anything he got close to would disappear. Mm. So you, do you see how yeah. um, I came over and I came with this energy and this love and this wanting, wanting to take him out of this misery in his heart. And he was at the stage I was before that. Mm. But I didn't realize it. I just saw it as, you know, sometimes there's rejection and I, and I got with him, yeah. you know, I got with him and at the beginning, like, the relationship was... was, was can, I, so, yeah, can I just yeah. also say, um, you know how you just said, oh, that's how you used to be, not, not connect, all of that kind of yeah. stuff, but um, I know you say it's, it's somewhat changed, but it, it's also, the fact you 
reason you attracted him is because you still had it in you. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. your energy. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. you attracted you. Anyone you meet in your life is a reflection of you. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. that is true. That yeah. is true. And so, when you are at that point yeah. in life, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. even though you said, oh, that at that point now you sort of just like change. He's was he he's where he used to be, but at the same time, it's basically you probably haven't truly healed, and which is why now, you, back then anyway, yeah. you attracted him, and yeah, that was the version of reflection of yeah. you. We created that trauma bond. Yeah. So that that you're right because that would still have to been there. Mm. I've been there. Yeah. For us to make that bond. Yeah. But I was ready to you know be like no like we've got to see things a different mm. way and like the first four years were were amazing mm. like I, I can't um and he was amazing with my son like my son and mm. his bond were were something out of this world like you 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 don't you would think that that was his actual dad right do you know what i mean mm. the, the bond that they had um does he have children he i had a daughter with him but obviously but, but before he didn't have no them. no okay. he didn't have any kids mm. um but he, I think he always just saw himself as like my son, because he met my son around the age that he had lost his mum. Right. So he also wanted, that was his. Mm -hmm. Like, you know where I, I didn't have the men in my family yeah. and I met him and then yeah. his trauma was like, oh my God, this is a little kid. I'm yeah. going to make sure that no one ever hurts him. No mm -hmm. one ever does nothing to him. And he's got someone here who's always going to protect him. Yeah. Um, but then he slowly, things started to change, you know. And um, he started, you know, becoming a bit more vocal vocal in a sense where he was a bit you know like violent with his words like oh you know with arguing you know call me a call me a bitch yeah you know I'd be like oh fuck off or you know it started to get aggressive yeah um and it got you know it got to stages where how were you then when I wasn't I tried not to be I just gave mm. him a lot of silent treatment mm. a lot of the time I'd be like if you're going to talk to me like that I'm not going to talk to you mm. because I loved him so much I didn't want to be who I was before with him yeah so but then it just it just kept on, you know, it starts little, doesn't it? And mm -hmm. then it keeps going and going. Yeah. And it got to a point where not only he was toxic, but I, I was also toxic. I'm not mm -hmm. going to sit here as well. I don't, I don't do damsel in the stress. Mm. Um, I was toxic as well. And then, you know, I think it was one December and one New Year's, he was quite intoxicated. Um, and, he, and he, you know, he, he cried me quite rough on the train. And one of his boys was like, no, you don't touch women like that. And they got into a big fight. And then he got really upset and said, oh, look, you're making me fight with my boys. And I was like, you wouldn't have to fight with the boys if you had you're trying to you're not, you're trying to manhandle me. Like, what's wrong with you? Do you know what I mean? And then he was like, oh, you're a slag. You're probably fucking them. You're probably doing this. You're probably not for what? I said, this man's lost his mind. Like, I have been about you since the day I met you. Mm. Like, since the day I met you. And... Oh, just going before, but actually before that, he had given me his, his life story. So that's how I fell mm. for him mm. as well. And he told me he wanted to change his life. He, you know, I helped him with his CV, mm. you know, and that's when I was like, yeah, like, that's why, how I got caught up in that mm -hmm, more. Yeah. And I've always been about helping people as well. Yeah. So I, I got caught up in that because I thought, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to come in like, mm. you know, the, the wizard and yeah. I'm going to change his life and we're going to you know, drive is, onto the distance. Which is and many women will think like, I can, I'm, I'm the one to help I'm the heal. one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And um, so then, yeah, it's like... Let's turn it off. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So he... Um, things got really violent between us and... Um, was the first time, like... Like, what did That he was do? in the train station, yeah. He, he, he literally grabbed me like okay. that. Yeah. Um, Another time he, he dragged me he dragged me up by my hair and my underwear literally. 
um, at home, obviously, outside of his yeah. house, yeah, because I made a big fuss about him not wanting to come to the museum with us. Right. And then he just he just kicked off, just kicked off, and just grabbed me by my hair to the point that I'd have to scream out rape or I'd have to scream something crazy for him to get off me. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Um, and he would do these things like. Like every time we had a fight, it was hands-on. It was grabbing me by my hair or, or doing this. And don't get me wrong, like I was fighting back. And that's why I didn't see it as domestic violence. Because right, yeah. I thought, no, I'm giving it back. So I'm thinking, nah, like, it's both of us. Mm. But it's not. Do you understand? And that's mm. why I think a lot of women think, because you, you, you step into your masculine and you react in your masculine, that that's, that you, you're, you're, you know what I mean? I, ne I never hit outright. I never mm. was the one who started it. Mm. I was, at my point, I was just defending myself, but yeah. I, sometimes I had to go in mm. because with him, I, and I always just say it to him, and he used to be, oh, you know, you can't be like that. And I'm like, you only hate it because you're looking at reflection of yourself. And I said, and you know what? The only way I can deal with you is by becoming you. Mm. So I was, even though I was slowly, he was hurting me, I was slowly becoming him. Energy's contagious. Yeah, I was becoming him, mm. and and you could see it in me. You could, you know, my friends could tell when I was with him and I wasn't with him, mm. and that hurt. That hurt me. I'm not gonna lie. Like I know, like a lot of people might not see that as a big thing, but one of my girls one time at work, I, I worked with my girl, and she goes to me, "You're back with him," and I said, "You had on I said, "How do you know that?" Yeah, on and off, constant. Mm. And he, and then and she said to me, "Cause you look rinsed when you're with him. I can tell you your whole. You look pale." You don't even, you don't look like yourself. I know when you're with him, because he just sucks the life out of you. Mm. And I'm th there thinking, oh, this girl's silly, but deep down inside, I knew that that was a truth, yeah? yeah? So we was having this on and off relationship for 10 years. Um, so, sorry, yeah, so, yeah. so like, what do you think changed? Why did he change in four years? Was, was he going through something or? I think he was, it got to a point, I think, he just, self-destruction mm. and girls, other girls, you know what I mean? Where he didn't want me to find out about other girls. So mm. as soon as I'd be like, oh, who's this girl? He would have to be, ah, to create noise mm. for, for me to just, you know, you know mm. when you create noise for, so that people can borrow down? Yeah. And But I never borrowed down because I was like, no, 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 who's this girl? Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, who's this and who's that? And I was quite a jealous person, but I had a low self-esteem. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, you know, like now, if someone cheated on me, I'll be like, okay, well, that's got nothing to do with me. Yeah. That's clearly a problem with you. Yeah. Um, in no way does that reflect... Your self-worth, basically. My self-worth. Yeah. Um, but before I used to think, oh, maybe I'm not good enough. Mm. Oh, maybe I didn't do this. Maybe I didn't cook enough. Or maybe I didn't, you know, I didn't set myself in a sexy way. Or, or, or maybe I've got to do more in the bed. Or maybe, and you know, at times I didn't even want to do things in the bed because I'm thinking, mm. if he's getting it somewhere else, what, what, why would I bother? Why would I bother? He's not even going to like me or look at me in a way like, and I just didn't, do you know what I mean? And he was the one actual person, I've got to say, like Jay was the one actual person, the first person I had ever had intimacy with. Um, not intimacy in that way, but like sex with, yeah, that I actually felt comfortable with. Mm. I actually felt comfortable with him. I never felt comfortable before. I actually felt comfortable with him. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A lot of the times it was just tactics, it was just me just being a mess, having that idea in my head that that's all men saw me for, so that's what I was going to be. Yeah. But with him, it was different and that's captivated me like it yeah. kept me there sort of thing um but yeah he was quite disorientated anyway like he wasn't where he where he needed to be in life mm -hmm. um he wasn't happy with a lot of things mm. a lot of things he was trying weren't working yeah so you know when you're dealing with a man like that yeah 
you're not going to get the best out of him because he doesn't even know how to bring the best out of himself. Because yeah, he's still looking for himself. Because he's still looking, yeah. exactly, he's soul searching. Yeah. And it's quite sad, really, everything that happened in the end with us because um, the good sides of him are good, mm. but the bad overweigh. Um, so, yeah, it got to a point where um, we was together, I don't remember what year it was, but I, I felt pregnant mm. um, with my first baby with him. And I must have went out with one of my friends that night. Well, your first baby? First baby with him, yeah. I oh. lost two. I've lost two with him. Yeah. Miscarriage? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I've, I've, um, I was pregnant. I was about seven weeks pregnant. I'd gone out with one of my friends. How old were you then? I was, I think, was it 2016 or 2017? So I must have been about 26, 27. Okay. Something like that. And I must have gone out with her. And then he weren't too fond of my friend at the time. Mm. So he must have turned up him and his friend and then it just kicked off like he dragged me out of the club like he bit me on my face <gasps> um yeah he grabbed me he bit me on my face my girl jumped on his back we tried jumping we tried running to a shop the shopkeeper told us to come out because he was just on one um we ended up getting into his friend's car with him because we thought like he's gonna batter us but then my friend had an idea she said oh you know when we when we get to nag's head this is holloway and we get to nag's head let's jump out the car and he goes when i say free let's jump and run Obviously, you come at three, she goes, three, we jumped out the car. Yeah. We're running, running, running. Remember, these times I'm pregnant. Yeah. And that's the end of part one. As you can see, it was so deep that even I was tearing up. Um, and I believe probably some of you, a lot of you were also tearing up whilst watching that. Um, if you're a victim of domestic violence or used to be a victim of domestic violence, even rape, I hope you found this helpful. You could resonate with it and even if you know someone that is a victim of domestic violence and rape please share this um this uh, video with them and yeah just say on social media wherever any platform and like anna came on my show and i'm so grateful in fact because she, she chose me chose my body talk show to share her story this is the first time she ever shared her story so i'm so grateful for that and she just wanted to help women out there who also has been in a position or currently in her position. Um, so yeah, anyway, love you all for watching.